When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Greetings of the day, my fellow listeners. This is Steve Eschbach, your host for Building Better Businesses. I thank you very much for joining us for another edition of this uh, podcast series. I am an owner of Transworld Business Advisors. It's Naperville location, one of seven in the greater Chicagoland area. Transworld Business Advisors is a mergers and acquisitions firm. We assist sellers, confidentially sell our businesses and match them with qualified buyers. We also do the reverse. We can help buyers looking to acquire firms that meet their strategic growth objectives. And uh, we also do uh, franchise sales and franchise development. So I thank you, audience, once again for joining us. I'm delighted to have a dental marketing expert today. Uh, the marketing seems to be a uh, hot topic in terms of how you're going to so-called build your better business. Today we have Chris Pistorius. Am I saying that correctly again, Chris? Yeah, you've got it. I think you got it down. <laughs> and he owns a business called Kickstart Dental Marketing. That is not to be confused with the Kickstart Funding uh, initiative that many of you have heard about. So before we go any further, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about your dental marketing firm and, uh, you know, how big your group is, who you target, et cetera, why dental marketing may be a little different from regular marketing. I'll let you kind of tell your story. Yeah. So we're what you would consider a boutique agency, right? Where uh, there's 10 of us that uh, work for the company. Um, we all kind of uh, have our expertise in some segment of marketing for dental practices. So we grow responsibly. We only take on a certain number of clients every year. That's designed on purpose so that we can keep that kind of boutique feel. And the real power behind the boutique strategy is that we're able to drive really good results because we're small, but we're experts in, in each particular marketing segment. So um, we work with dentists, orthodontists, just about anybody, any sort of a dental practice throughout the country. Uh, we do have some clients um, in Mexico and in, in Canada, and we've, we've grown responsibly. This will be our uh, 12th year in business. So it seems like, I don't know how it went that fast, but that's a little bit about us. Good to know. Would you characterize yourself, Chris, as a B2B or B2C? I'm guessing B2C, but you tell me if I have that incorrectly. Yeah, our whole job is to make sure that when people are looking for a dentist in a local market, that our client is um, obviously clear that they're in business and they show a very profound, uh, positive uh, message to people that are looking for a dentist. 
That sounds good. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that shortly, but I want to kind of rewind the videotape, if I may. And this goes back to your childhood. So tell me a little bit about, you know, where you were born and raised, what kind of uh, parental and family influence that you had to develop you to be a dental marketing expert, if you will. Yeah, well, I grew up in a little bitty farm town in kind of southern Illinois. Uh, it's called Farina. Uh, there's about 500 people that live there, no street lights. The only paved road really is the, the state highway that runs through the town. So my graduating class is a funny story. My kids don't believe me, but my graduating class was a total of 42 kids. And that was with five other towns merged into one school. So it was a pretty small experience. But, you know, my dad was in sales um, his whole life, uh, mostly uh, like semi-truck sales. So I was able to kind of ride around with him and listen to him. And I think that really paved the way for me being an entrepreneur as is that, you know, it's a lot about sales. And if you're good at sales, you can really do just about anything you want, I found. And so I think that helped me mold kind of my sales sales part of my background and and just seeing that there's a lot of stuff out there that you can do with those skills. And, and I think that probably pointed me in this direction. I went to college. I went to junior college first and played baseball. And then I uh, transferred to Eastern Illinois University and I majored in uh, journalism mostly because there, that was the path with the le least amount of mathematics that I had to take. So that was my plan there. But once I got introduced into journalism, I also worked in the advertising department of the school newspaper and I sold ads. So that really kind of got me pointed in the direction that I wanted to get into advertising. So that I, I think just, you know, by circumstances and just, you know, being around, you know, the influence of my dad. And then when I got to college, really kind of pointed me in this direction. So I have to ask the question, how did truck sales transition into dental marketing? And it did. It was just more of the sales aspect of it. I, you know, it's a sales is a craft and it's an art. And my dad was really good at it and just how he spoke with people. It wasn't like he was actually selling anything. He was just having conversations with people, you know, kind of the consultative sales approach before it was cool to have a consultative sales approach is kind of how he used that. What really got me in the direction of, of marketing was was really college when I started in the journalism major and I got involved with advertising sales in the newspaper. And then after that in my career, I went to telecom and I did a couple of always in sales, but then I went to work for America Online, AOL, when it was famous back in the day. And I was doing national ad sales for them. And that's what really kicked in, you know, in working with businesses all the time, you know, I saw the need for, you know, when internet marketing became popular, businesses knew they need to be involved in it, but nobody really knew how it made the advertising landscape much more complicated. It used to be you just put an ad in the yellow pages, maybe do some direct mail and you're done, right? Well, the internet hits and there's 500 different places that you can advertise, which is the best, you know, what should you do? And that's when I really started seeing the need for kind of a middleman, if you will, to help guide people and, and make those decisions. Sounds good. So I see the emphasis on marketing. That's clear. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But how did the industry preference to dental come yeah. about? Not <laughs> like it was more general and became specialized. So how did that transition happen? Yeah. So about 12 years ago, I started the agency. I quit a corporate job and decided that I'm just going to jump in 
you know, and do this thing. I had two little kids at the time and, you know, leaving a pretty high paying job and I just decided to do it. But when we first started, it was under iFuse Internet Marketing was the name of my agency. And we took on anybody really that would pay us because <laughs> we needed clients, of course. And we found out pretty quickly within that first year that once we took on a new industry, like we had auto mechanics, we had attorneys, we had dentists, we had you know all kinds of different industries. But what we found is that every time we took on a new industry, we had to figure that industry out. And we had to understand the ins and the outs and the competition and the lingo. And sometimes by the time we did that, it was too late and the client was getting frustrated and we weren't getting the best results we could for our client. So we decided we needed to specialize in, in a niche. And we kind of looked at our books and we had at the time, I think five or six dentists and their campaigns were performing very well. They were uh, good to work with. And, you know, that's how we started it. We started with Kickstart Dental Marketing and, you know, that was 11 plus years ago. So uh, I guess the niche kind of picked itself, but I'm am happy that we made that decision to specialize very quickly because I think that was a game changer for us. So go back a little bit. What was your last corporate job? Was it an advertising job with a big company or what kind of job was that, that corporate? It was. Yeah, it was with a company called Dex Media. They were actually a yellow page company, but I headed up kind of their internet sales department. So getting into online advertising. So you were able to grow your business over 10 or 11 years. And you mentioned earlier that you're now not only in the U.S., but outside the U.S. So what would you say is the reason behind your success to continue to expand as you've done up to this point? Yeah, I think it goes back to that sales aspect, you know, I, and, you know, I'm, I read all kinds of books, right. Business books and, you know, all all kinds of stuff. And I, I read several books about how to scale because I quickly saw that, you know, it's not so hard for me to sell stuff, right. And find clients. The hardest part for me was being able to scale and scale responsibly where we don't just grow so fast that, you know, we, we spin out of control. Right. So I think for me, it was going back to that sales aspect and understanding how to sell, but then learning about how to grow responsibly. So um, what is particularly different about dental marketing, let's say, than uh, automotive repair shop marketing or some of the other experiences that you have? Like we said before, maybe before we started recording, that you're kind of a B2C type of thing, type of agency. So you're really targeting individuals to get connected with a dental firm. So what else is particularly different and how do you, how do you uh, alter your approach to, in that, that marketing? Yeah, you know, I think any local marketing like that, you know, shares some common things, certainly. But when you talk about dentistry, you know, it's all about demographics. Who are you targeting? And that it changes pretty dramatically then, right? Versus somebody that might be targeting like an auto repair shop, they're kind of targeting anybody that has a car, right? Well, it's different with dentistry, especially if it's, you know, a specific type of dentist. But there's also another big key is like HIPAA laws, right? So patient privacy, right? And there's certain laws and and things that you have to know and you have to do to protect a patient's data. So that would be a a big example of of how it's different. Yeah. So um, getting back to now, how do you get new clients? So how are you and your team targeting those clients that want to use you to market their firm to get clients? How do you do? How do you go about doing that? 
Yeah, we're fortunate that we've we've got a really good reputation in the industry. There's been a lot of good things written about us from other dentists and past clients. That certainly has helped. So kind of word of mouth stuff. Um, we were actually just named uh, yesterday. The press release will go out this week. One of the top dental marketing companies in the country that was uh, voted on by Up, a company called Up City. That gets us a lot of press. We've won several other awards too that you know we we certainly leverage and get our name out. We do a lot of these podcasts. I run a weekly podcast called the Dental and Orthodontic Marketing Podcast. Um, and we distribute that out. So it's, you know, we're not cold calling and, and you know, things like that. But I think our name is just out there and, and people kind of know us. So we get a lot of inbound referrals. So I know there's a couple of other competitors out there. So what separates you from the rest of the pack? Are you targeting different size dental firms? Are you more pronounced in certain geographic areas? What, what is it that sets you guys apart? And congratulations on the award you've gotten, by the way. But what continues to separate you from the rest of the pack? I think it's just quality. It seems like, you know, in today's society, we definitely have competitors. A lot of our competitors are large companies, right? They're And they've had to scale their businesses and nothing against them at all. But when you scale a large business with maybe thousands of clients, you have to do some automation in that. And sometimes in marketing, that doesn't always work out great. And the results aren't quite as great. When we took the strategy of being a boutique agency, no matter who the client is, when they call in and they talk to anybody on my team, everybody knows who they are, what's going on with their campaign, what's working well, what's not. So we don't lose anything in translation. And what we found is that we can get much, a lot better results, I guess, than a lot of our competition because of the people on our staff and just that we've been doing it for 12 years. So it's just a marketing really comes down to the results. And if you're a results oriented business like we are, then you're going to be successful and you are going to stick out from your competition. Yeah. You had mentioned that you're based in Denver and you've got a team that, are they all in Denver? Are they scattered throughout the U.S.? I wouldn't imagine that you would need a physical bricks and mortar presence to be effective at what you do, unless I'm wrong. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, everybody works remotely. We even worked remotely before COVID. That has given us a a pretty big advantage as well, because then you don't, you're not just, you know, pulling talent from a pool of people in Denver, you're able to pull from all over the country, you know, in terms of talent. So we've got some really good people. Most of my staff have been with me for years and they're really good at what they do. And we try to have kind of that fun atmosphere, almost a startup atmosphere, even though we're, you know, 12 years old now. So yeah, we're all remote and it seems to be working really well. So it sounds like continuity of your staff and then the reputation you've established with your existing customers probably leads to referral customers coming along. So basically, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's uh, what you do and do it well, and then that will bode well for continued expansion of your business. You're in how many countries again? Uh, Three total, almost all in North America. (laughs) Now, was that on purpose or did those come as a result of referrals? It was, we do, we get a ton of referrals from current clients and, you know, we, it's part of our strategy. We ask for referrals kind of after 90 days and we think, we have them think about like who they went to dental school with, you know, who started their own practice. And so that's where we get a lot of our referrals. But uh, there was one down in San Diego that referred us to another dentist who had just opened up a new practice right across the border in Mexico. 
um, because they evidently they offer you know much cheaper dental procedures there. So that's how we got involved in Mexico. And then, you know, I think just other referrals got us into Canada. We're predominantly in the United States and probably just a handful of clients in both Canada and Mexico. So so clearly your story demonstrates that uh, keeping your clients happy will not only result in continued business, but uh, get you the referral business that you're looking for. Yeah, just do the right things. That's the biggest key. Do the right things, leave clients better off than what they were when they came to you, and the money will come, right? It's And the referrals will come and your reputation will, will be there. Absolutely. That seems to be critical. Well, we're coming to the tail end of our uh, time allotment here, Chris. Is there anything that I haven't asked and uh, that you want our audience to know about in terms of getting to the building better businesses, if you will? Yeah, I think that, you know, and and we talked about this a little bit beforehand and that we were actually the target of an acquisition uh, not too long ago. And, you know, it, it didn't go anywhere. But, you know, the process of selling a business you know, I think what it made me realize is that make sure you have your stuff in order, right? Make sure you have your business in order. Make sure you know your numbers. Make sure you know your profit margins. You know, have all that stuff ready, not just to sell a business, but you should know your numbers anyway, right? So if you have all that in place and ready to go, if you are looking to sell a business, you know, you'll have that stuff ready to go and and you'll you'll get to evaluation much quicker. So, you know, I think going through that process kind of opened my eyes to that. And when we got ready for some of that and put some of the preliminary numbers together, in the back of my mind, I was like, wow, I, I should have already had this and known a lot of this stuff because it opened my eyes. So, you know, I think that's probably the tie-in that I would close with here. You know, and I would probably mention, and and you probably would agree that that exercise that you did that prepped your business for perhaps an acquisition probably put some metrics out there that further effectively assist you in your marketing with existing and prospective clients. Absolutely. No question. Yeah, there's nothing more powerful to be able to refer or rely on metrics that support the claims that you make out there. So, well, that's great. I appreciate your insight, Chris. Um, How can we find out more about you? Where do we need to go and find out more about Chris and Kickstart Dental Marketing? Yeah, we're all over the interweb. So uh, probably the easiest place is just to go to kickstartdental.com. You can find out all about us, easy ways to contact us. If you still want to pick up the phone and call, you can get us there too. We've got our phone number right on the website. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, it's good to have a subject matter expert to assist people with. uh, And I would argue that many business owners, as much as they think they can do effective marketing, it's nice to be able to have someone out there who is the uh, so-called subject matter expert. And I appreciate you sharing your, your insights on how to do that. So with that, Chris, thanks again for your time and audience. Thanks for listening in. And uh, we hope to uh, see you on another edition of Building Better Businesses. Thanks so much. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business.